Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 38, um, where we are covering the Come Follow Me materials in February the 1st to February the 7th, Doctrine and Covenants 10 to 11, that you may come off conqueror. And today we are continuing with the section today covering Doctrine and Covenants 10, verses 1 to 33, Satan seeks to destroy the work of God. We've kind of looked at yesterday about how it applied specifically to Joseph Smith's situation, particularly with the with the wicked men that had stolen the manuscript pages and were plotting to try and lie and cheat to try and be able to prove, in inverted commas, that Joseph wasn't a prophet of God. We talked about that master plan yesterday, but we're also looking at how these principles apply to us today. Now, yesterday, we talked about how Satan is you know, the master of destruction, that his purpose was to lead the wicked men's souls to destruction, as well as many other people uh, who would have disbelieved the Book of Mormon from their uh, plan that they were putting together that he sowed in their heart. Um, and we talked about how he Satan tries to get us to lie a little or cheat a little or deceive a little uh, to um, then drag them further and further along that path. Um, this is really important. Uh, and it's important to remember that he destroys whilst the Saviour cre- creates which is a wonderful contrast between the two. It takes much more skill to build something up and create it than it does to destroy something. I mean, just ask, you know, the, the group of youth that have been asked to take down a, a shed or something like that. They can do that in minutes. But to actually put a shed up and put it correctly in place and firm is much takes much more skill. Um, and so in verse 25, it says this, Yea, he saith unto them, Deceive and lie in wait to catch that ye may destroy. Behold, this is no harm. And thus he flattereth them and telleth them that this is no sin to lie, that they may catch a man in a lie, that they might destroy him. Um, How fascinating this is. These people were so convinced that Joseph Smith was lying that they created this plot to commit sins, which is lying and stealing, um, to be able to then catch him in his lie. And I think that is fascinating that, you know, we can sometimes convince ourselves that if we are if you know we do something wrong to try and stop something else being wrong then that makes it right i think and you know this is this is probably something we fall into a trap on very often in our lives we've got to be careful with um marvin j astian said this quote how serious is lying we have a clue when we read through when we read all through the scriptures that satan is the father of lies his method of teaching is evil this evil practice is illustrated in the 10th section of the doctrine and covenants Yet we can't hide behind the father of lies and say Satan made me do it. All he does is tell us there is no harm and then he lets us catch ourselves in our own snare. It is a sin to lie. It is a tragedy to be the victim of lies. Being trapped in the snares of dishonesty and misrepresentation does not happen instantaneously. One little lie or dishonest act leads to another until the perpetrator is caught in a web of deceit. As Samuel Johnson wrote, the chains of habit are generally too small to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. Those who become victims of this entrapment often struggle through life bearing their heavy burden because they are unwilling to acknowledge their problem and make the effort to change. Many are unwilling to pay the price to be free from the chain of lies. Some individuals may be very aware of the value of honesty and yet be unable to come up with the down payments. And as we read, as we continue on in verse 28, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Woe be unto him that lieth to deceive, because he supposeth that another lieth to deceive. For such are not exempt for the justice of God. Um, so what the Lord is saying here is that these people, even though in their eyes they have good intentions to try and catch Joseph Smith in this lie, 
the fact that they are doing this and going through this process of lying and stealing themselves, it does not exempt them from their their sin. And I think that's fascinating that um, we, you know, we see examples of this through the scriptures. Two well-known examples uh, are Zizram and Korihor. And if I quickly just turn to those, you'll see what I mean. In Alma, chapter 12, verses 3 to 4, we find Zizram, who um, is going through uh, his discussion with Alma, and he's tried to trap them in their snare, and Amulek has rebuked him for trying to pay them off, basically to uh, reject the Christ. And in verses 3 to 4, it says, Now Zedram, seeing that thou hast been taken in thy lying and craftiness, for thou hast not lied unto men, but, all, but thou hast lied unto God. For behold, he knows thy thoughts, and that thou seest that and thou seest that thy thoughts are made known unto us by his Spirit. And thou seest that we know that thy plan was a very subtle plan as to the subtlety of the devil, for to lie and to deceive this people that thou mightest set them against us, to revile us and to cast us out. Now this was a plan of thine adversary, and he hath exercised his power in thee. Now I would that ye should remember that what I say unto thee, I say unto all. I find that fascinating language, particularly when Alma says that this is a plan of thine adversary. Not the adversary, not our adversary, but thine adversary. He's speaking to Zedram and highlighting to him he's been tricked. He's been deceived by Satan into this plan. And this is when we see Zedram really start to change in his attitude. And he very soon after starts questioning again, but this time with honest, sincere questioning to know how he can get out of this. Um, and this is, and this will come on to what, how we can be, get out of these snares, which I'll get to in a moment. But I want to share about Corihor as well. Uh, he was another example uh, of how um, Satan very slowly got someone into his snare, made them think, oh, well, I'll lie and I'll, you know, I'll try and deceive this person and, and you know, trick this person in this way. Uh, but I'm only doing it because, you know, they're, they're trying to deceive and trick other people as well or get for their own gain. Um, Corihor in Alma 30, verse 53, said uh, when he had been um, struck dumb, said, But behold, the devil hath deceived me, for he appeared unto me in the form of an angel, and said unto me, Go and reclaim this people, for they have all gone astray after an unknown God. And he said unto me, There is no God. Yea, and he taught me that, that which I should say. And I have taught his words, and I taught them, because they were pleasing unto the carnal mind. And I taught them, even until I had much success, insomuch that I verily believed that they were true. And for this cause I withstood the truth, even until I have brought this great curse upon me. You know, a verse, you know, the, the, the testimony of such a pitiful person who has gone through this deception and hasn't done the things which I'm about to speak about, about how we can conquer Satan, uh, how we can recognize these falsehoods and how we can recognize that this path is not going to lead us to a good place. Um, I just find that fascinating. So how can we overcome the, this deception of our adversary, not just the adversary, but he is an adversary to all mankind. He wants all of us to suffer and to be miserable like unto himself. So how can we off, come off conqueror? Well, we have read a verse already in Doctrine and Covenants section 10. One was to pray always. And we spoke last night as a family about how we could do this, how we could pray always. The principle of having a prayer in our hearts, the principle of saying our morning prayer as well as our nighttime prayer. Uh, to make sure our day is bookended with communication and connection with our Heavenly Father. Uh, I told the example of my children to um, about the for the fact you wouldn't put on an armour or, or, you know, some armour before you go out into battle. Uh, after you go out, sorry, let me re restart that. You wouldn't put, put armour on after a battle is finished. Like, 
you would say a prayer just at the end of the day. You would put armour on before the battle begins and then go into battle. And that's the same with our morning prayers. Um, but another one, which I think is really important for us to read about, uh, is actually in the New Testament, in Revelation section 12. We know, of course, that all of us, every single person on this earth, has overcome and conquered Satan once before. And that was in the pre-mortal existence when we decided to not follow his plan. And uh, there was the war in heaven. Now, of course, the war in heaven wasn't fought with armor and swords and um, bows and arrows and anything like that. But so how was that fought? You know, we were just spirits. How could we fight a, a war in heaven? Um, and in verse chapter 12, verses 10 to 11, we get an idea of this. It says, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So first of all, you know, we can get a sense of if this is a lengthy battle. It was day and night. And then in verse 11, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So that's interesting. The blood of the lamb. So obviously the atonement of our saviour. We need to repent daily. We need to access the power of that atonement in our lives day to day. And so part of those morning and evening prayers need to be calling upon heaven to access the power of the atonement in our daily lives. But also the power of their testimony. And I love this. This is why I do this podcast. And I've, I've just I've come to this realisation, you know, 600 odd episodes in of this daily podcast this is why I love doing this um, this podcast, is that I get to testify and teach. Even if anyone is not listening, I get to bear my testimony uh, to, to the world, as it were. Uh, and this is another way we come off conqueror, is we bear our testimony. Each Fast and Testimony Sunday is an opportunity to hone, sharpen and craft our tools of, of, of our testimony to conquer Satan. Uh, and I think we um, we don't take full opportunity of this special day to be able to um, not only pray more fervently with fasting combined, but also bear our testimony. The more we bear our testimony, the more we conquer Satan in our hearts in our, and in our lives. Um, and I'm grateful to, to be able to have been given these tools of fervent prayer, of knowing of the atonement of our Saviour in our lives and bearing our testimony to conquer Satan. With these three things, we can do this. Um, and this is what we, we've been taught to overcome that deceptive plan that he has. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do um, review, subscribe to the podcast. It would really help um, share, it, share it out even more. Um, also, you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you have any feedback or if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.